Welcome to Backlog Dialogues, the podcast where we dig you out of your backlog before it buries you. I'm John, and joining me as always are the Jafar and Scar to my master control program. I'd argue this might be one of the worst trios we've ever made in terms of what that group would be like. I'm Jared. <laughs> Matt, are you there? And I'm Matt. Sorry, I was apparently muted. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Okay, uh, so yeah, we have four more worlds to cover because we have to revisit all these worlds again. Why did you do this to us, Kingdom Hearts 2? I just want to get on with it. This Disney speed run, let's go. Very kind of not very Disney stuff because now we're kind of way out in the weeds as far as what's happening. True. Um, but I mean, there's some Disney stuff in Acrobat, which is where we're going to next. I suppose that's true. Because we only did about a third of a Return of Jafar, we kind of got to do the rest. But we're not adding any new characters, so this is just going to be awkward. Yeah, this is the Return of Jafar speedrun that we're going into. Jafar is back for real now. Like, as I recall what happens in the scene, the peddler walks into where the Jafar's lamp is sealed, uh, finds the lamp, rubs it, and then we get a big smoking Jafar coming out. And then Iago goes in to check on it. He's punished for his efforts. And then we do a smash cut to the peddler's shop. Peddler's shop has been completely decked out now. Aladdin tells us that the peddler let Jafar out of the lamp. How does Aladdin know this? I can only assume he, but like someone must have told him. Maybe. Maybe there was strange weather patterns or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe there was a maybe there was a giant floating red guy, and everyone just kind of noticed it. Oh, hey, that's up there. At the mention of Jafar, we get a bunch of scenes just reminding us who Jafar was because no one has seen the Aladdin movie in the world. And just to make sure, they, they absolutely have to center in on him just laughing into the camera's face. This weird little montage of Jafar bullshit is like trying to really play up Jafar as this big, scary villain guy. It's the first time that a villain in a Disney world has gotten this kind of treatment, I want to say. I think Jafar does have a particularly good evil laugh. Before we go outside back into Agrabah, uh, there's a absent silhouette for Vexen in the peddler's shop. I don't know why it's there or what, he, or what Vexen has to do with it. It is a remix of the fight with Vexen outside the manor in Twilight Town. But now he makes Sora clones. He's got a great big X following you around on the ground. If you stand on it, he copies you and makes clones. Yep. Very specifically, he makes anti-Soras, which are... Uh, Super fast and kind of annoying. So if you're touching one, it's kind of hard to fight. Though Chain of Memories, I had a really hard time with him. This one, I just kind of rushed him down. I ignored the clones he made and just beat the health out of him. He's also super weak to fire. So Wisdom Form with Fire Magic just rips this guy to shreds. It's kind of hilarious, actually. It's like you do Wisdom Form skating through him, turn on the fire, and just watch his health bars go away. No more vexing. And there was much rejoicing. So Aladdin seems to continue to have information. We don't know where he got it from. He knew Iago was there, and we immediately just interrogate the bird. Now, Aladdin threatens him pretty hard. <laughs> I'll never speak to you again, you stupid bird. Something like that. Poor, poor Gilbert Gottfried. We got to head out to the desert ruins. Genie's there at the city gates as his carpet. Everyone's here to meet us. Yay. All he does is make a sandstorm go away, and then you're just busy, like, digging through things. And then you have to do a, some carpet flying. Yep. Uh, it's a really awkward carpet flying sequence, too. Uh, we have to control the altitude of the carpet with the right stick because this game was made in 2005 and no one's figured out what the right stick is for yet. <laughs> yeah, that one's really bad. And it's got this really weird, not quite 3D look to it. Like you're flying through a yeah. high 3D environment where all around you is like some moving sand and buildings as background. It kind of gives you this really disorienting feeling. Yeah, we need to fly around, activate several switches with magic, and they, like they will show you the kind of magic spell that you need to cast to open them. It's 
a weird puzzle that they force you to do to get anywhere. I mean, all of this feels a little bit too close to old gummy shipping suddenly. Huh. Kind of right. Because there's random heartless flying around. I don't even have any I remember that were interesting. Are the, heart, are the heartless flying around now or are they flying around when we run away? I think it's both times. Yeah, running away, it's a minigame style, though. So anyways, once we activate the big thing with the switches, we get into the ruin chamber. Yep. And inside the chamber, we learn that Iago tricked us into coming here. He's and he's just so, so pathetic about it. It's like, it wasn't my idea. He made me do it. So yep. He's very convincing and also terrifying. <laughs> and Aladdin, he's just in piss mode. He's he, he's I think he's ready for roast bird. Oh, of course. He gets blackmailed and threatened into cooperation. But for us now, and Sora and Donald, they're all on the land side. It's like, yeah, screw you. You're out for yourself. And Donald, yep. You're a bad guy. Yep. <laughs> like everyone's just dunking on the bird. Yeah. And I would say the fact that the next thing he does is crash into an urn, which causes the runes to start breaking down. Doesn't it exactly help his case, I'll admit. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't help much. Like this is the big mini game part of this section. Uh, because Kingdom Hearts 2 is just completely full of random mini games everywhere you look. And in this one, like you were saying, we have to fly around. There are heartless that'll show up on the screen almost like it's a shmup, but you're flying around with a keyblade. You have no magic in this section either, which is weird. Like you just have to fly around smacking heartless on the screen and bleh. I don't like it. It's not it's good. It's just this long trailing uh, predetermined path too. you don't really control yeah. where it's going. I think they didn't want to figure out how to make the magic work. I think magic would break the gameplay of this mini game is the problem. They have gummy shit. They could just have you like doing shoot spells. <laughs> yeah. Like it's weird. I don't know why it's like this. Let's go back to Agrabah and interrogate the peddler. Yes. And here's where things just get sillier. Now, both Iago and the Peddler are claiming that Jafar, like, hypnotized them, though apparently when a Peddler was from inside a lamp. But then, for no reason, he says, oh, by the way, he didn't give me anything. I got this treasure somewhere else. What? What would you do? What? Huh? Big watch twist. A guy in a black cloak he said, hey, if you light out this lamp, I here's a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> what? Kingdom Hearts, you're so crazy. I just like that they just decided to make the some organization member the real villain all along. But he doesn't. It's, none of them appear. We don't hear anything after the scene. It's like they were afraid that we wouldn't be focused on Organization 13. Yeah. Yep. Either way, Cloak was there, too. Yep. And the I think the goal of the Cloak is they t- want to make the genie into a heartless or they want to make Jafar into a heartless. One of the two. I mean, he literally said that to the peddler. He's like, yep. I'm going to destroy and make it heartless. Guy's like. Okay. Hey, I don't know what that means. Thank you for the money. Yep. We go to the palace. Jasmine has been chained to the door, which is what the fuck? I I hate to think what he's been spending his time thinking about in that lamp. (laughs) Probably same things that Genie was thinking about when he was stuck in his lap, but angry. Yeah, but I feel like Genie was mostly thinking about uh, pop culture references and how to feed him into things. I really don't see that. Yeah, Jafar doesn't have the same... uh, Bugs Bunny-esque nature to him. Genie was practicing his improv. Yeah. Yep. Jafar was apparently just uh, thinking out domination scenarios and oh no. Angry, horny thoughts. Angry, horny thoughts. Sora's only on angry right now, so. Yep. (laughs) Uh, And then Iago takes a bullet for Aladdin. (laughs) Trying to prove that he's not a bad bird. It's, It's very strange. Like, 
we come up running. He sees Iago. He's mad Iago. Goofy, who's the only one who hasn't been shitting on the poor bird, blocks him with a shield. So he decides to try to shoot Aladdin instead, and Iago jumps in the way of that. Yep. Just imagine how just very incoherent that must look. Yep. <laughs> anyway, it's time to fight Genie Jafar again. And I have in my notes, oh, right, this fight takes place in the sky. Oh, right, this fight is really annoying. We're using similar mechanics to before, though we have a little bit more control where our place is in the 3D space. But it's mostly just like getting close to fire and then trying to target different parts of his body. Yep. Yeah, you don't have magic in this section again. So you got to fly around smacking various parts of him. The best place to hit him is in the gut, because once you wear that one's health bar down, it stuns him. So you can just fly up and hit him right in the face. Like, I think you do something like you sort of pick up the lamp as part of a reaction command. Can you? I don't even remember that. There's a weird reaction command. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you were right, but I do not remember what it was. You grab the lamp, you wrap it around his body, and then you pull like it's a right. top and you spin. Yeah, that's that one. That's actually hilarious. <laughs> oh, yes. Very uh, cartoonish. <laughs> like, so, I, I, do think the, I do think the fight does deliver then in the... Disney cartoonishness, which a lot of other it's, boss fights haven't really done. It's still kind of miserable, though. It's just kind of this awkward, not really sure where you're trying to be fight. And he kind of does a lot of weird attacks, as I recall. Anyway, when we win, Fire gets upgraded to Firaga. Yay! And Jafar is just complaining, and then he disappears. And then GD wants to do, do gentrification on Agrabah. Yeah, everyone just tells him to fix it normal. Yeah, so it fixes. Like, I'm gonna make a super duper spruce up one. You won't even recognize the place. Lance, like, no. It's like make everything gold plated. Ugh. He's mad that he didn't put in swimming pools. So that's what deserts need. Yeah. I mean, Las Vegas is a thing. I understand that can be quite a shocking experience. <laughs> that that's what that's what Genie's plan was: turn Agrippa into Las Vegas. Yeah. Yike! Not good. And then he, like, they're trying to reform Iago, and I swear with the conversation, like, Iago's like, what does a friend work like? I swear Sora's going to break out until the uh, F is, is the fun song from Spongebob. Oh, no. No. It's, no. It says, like, what do you guys do for fun? And they and they make funny faces. So that happened. We got the Wishing Lamp Keyblade, at least. It gives us more draw. Hey, that'll be useful for some of our leveling of forms. Even more than Oogie Boogie, this feels like an anticlimactic villain return. I also seem to remember Sora being weirdly horny here, but it's not in my notes. <laughs> Honestly, all he does is the bird. He doesn't even register jazz. I don't think he says two words to her. Or about her. Eh. I think you might be thinking of something else. Hmm. Eh. Well, most of the other worlds here, so, you know, you yeah. pattern. Probably. Uh, so next stop is Halloween, open parentheses, town, close parentheses. Well, we've already dealt with it was Christmas, and we've dealt with Zombies Monster Force, so let's do some stupid robot tricks. Finkelstein is making a robot, but it's not working. Finkelstein needs better assistance. He's like, the, the, my robot's perfect. It's the parts those idiots brought me. Other people are to fail. It's not me. Everyone else is the problem. Just not me. It's some sort of first-person perspective jumps him. It's probably the robot. Let's be honest. I mean, what else would it be? Yeah. In the land of the doors on the trees, Sora, Donald, and Goofy run into Jack, not Johnny Depp. Uh, who is returning presents into Santa garb. Yeah, he's just dressed as Santa. It's like, what are you doing? And why are you out here with presents? Jack's just like not over this shit yet. This is a costume. Yes, loophole. Like, I think that Jack has just sort of become 
a flannerized version of himself at this point. He just ha- is completely stuck on Christmas, even though he's learned multiple times, don't try to make Christmas happen. Well, he also claims that Sally worked really hard on it, so maybe there's a bit of boyfriend guilt there. Yeah, probably. That could work. I do also like Santa just not having any of this shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you, we take the presents back to Santa, Santa is just not impressed at all. It's like, it's like, it's like they were stolen and they all like the presents. There's only some of the ones stolen. They all get Jack. It's like, was it me? You're still wearing the outfit, Jack. Do you even notice when you put it on anymore? Oh, gosh. What is that a reference to? Uh, to me, Justice League Unlimited and Mark Hamill's trickster. He's off your meds. You're wearing the suit again. So Got it. I am. Yeah. Anyway, something's going on in the workshop. Seconds after we show up, there's just a crash. I think Santa should just have a sign that says, keep out Sora, Dawn, Goofy, and Jack, just because you are portents of bad luck. But it's the same. The three stupid kids have showed up again. Three very naughty children are making a mess, and we need to trap them in boxes because that's normal and good for heroes to do. They're definitely on the naughty list. Boy for sale. <laughs> what? No. Hey, it's Oliver. I'm going to the classics here. Yeah, after we've trapped them, we learned that they weren't the ones stealing gifts. They were trying to help Finkelstein make them a friend they can boss around. By stealing gifts right now. Yes. That's it. They had stealed gifts before, but they're here to scavenge. So let's not call them innocent. Instead of stealing presents, they were merely dumpster diving. And the dumpster just happens to be Santa's workshop. (laughs) Yeah, because Finkelstein's making them a friend that they get to boss around. Finkelstein, why are you enabling these shitheads? Probably because they'll spend less time annoying him. Yep. And then Sally runs in to say BT dubs there's Heartless. Just once again, there's Heartless. Like, Heartless just show up so fucking casually in Halloween Town because probably yep. look as scary as everything else there. They blend in pretty well. Yep. The Heartless have presents. It's like, oh, that's convenient. They seem strangely mischievous rather than malicious. I mean, they fit right in to this world. So I really think it's about to say, if we go back to Halloween Town, the mayor is completely useless. On the way back to Halloween Town, we fight one more new kind of Heartless, the graveyard, which is literally like a giant gravestone. Help me out here describing this thing. It's weird. Doesn't it just like crawl around in the ground and stuff like that and like like do like uh, earth slide uh, mudslide moves at you and stuff? Something like well, that. Well, the graveyard, isn't the graveyard the Jack in the Box Heartless? Kinda? It's kind of a jack-in-the-box tombstone. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, basically, it's like it's a jack-in-the-box with either a tombstone or a pumpkin pops out. It's got different arms for that, too. It really doesn't make much sense. Yep. It also kind of hits really hard on critical mode, so I think I've died to them a few times just randomly. Mm. Yeah, I remember they were tough. Um, But anyway, yeah, we make it back to Town Square. Time to fight more Heartless. You actually find that Jack is, is actually a tabby cat at heart because he only cares about the box. Yep. He steps on a toy to mourn the box that came in. Yep. This actually, as silly as it is, is probably one of the most in-character moments of a lot of these Disney worlds because that it always it comes back to Jack's incomplete understanding of the other holidays. It's wonderfully in-character for a piece of original storytelling for the yeah. Kingdom Hearts worlds. It basically makes more sense than what we're going to see in Pride Land, so I'm going to say that early. <laughs> <laughs> And then Fickelstein tells us that his robot has been stolen. Just like we keep being told to go back and forth, back and forth. Kind of reminds you of how Halloween time always is. Just kind of weird shit happens there. Nothing seems to be that cohesive. Has the robot truly been stolen or did just wander off? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Yeah, we don't know yet. We haven't been told yet what happened to the robot. Yeah. Finkelstein was brainstorming and can be pretty literal. And then he was said he was attacked. He collapsed. And then my experiment was gone. Jack decides he has a scheme to attract the robot thief. 
and that's making some presents. And of course, Kingdom Hearts 2 has another silly mini game to throw at us. Yeah. Oh, this one. Uh, Santa doesn't really want us playing with other people's possessions. <laughs> he has bait, so he makes us make our own shit. He has a present cannon that you launch presents into boxes for. Well, I don't know. What is it like? What are these presents we're making? Like, did you just have spare crap? Yeah, it's just spare random crap that Santa had lying around to be ammo for his present cannon. I'm amused by the present cannon. So what happens? We make the presents. Jack says he has one more thing to work on. We leave him behind. When we go back out there, Jack's like, so if I catch this guy, can I go ahead and deliver? And Sora just shuts him up. Jack is just not over supplanting Santa yet. So we take the presents out to the little clearing near the workshop. And holy shit, the robot is the thief. Who could have guessed? Don't forget, our plan was we decided to stuff ourselves in a great big box in the middle of this pile. Yep. And everyone's miserable inside it. Jack's like, I'm a genius. My plan is great. It's not a very memorable fight for me. All I have in my notes is the boss does a lot of damage real quick, so the fight feels dangerous. Eh. But otherwise, it's just a smack it around type of I Yeah, I think so. I think he spins around. It, it's kind of it's kind of a struggle to describe, isn't it? Yeah, because it's a weird nightmare for Christmas robot. And we learned that all it wanted was a heart. There's plenty to choose from. Let's kill a heartless for you. You can grab it. Kind of funny, like they keep doing this weird thing where the Nightmare Before Christmas just keeps trying to like do the Kingdom Hearts thing, but in microcosm. And it almost never does it right. <laughs> nope. Which is also very fitting and in character, as it turns out. In an unwise move of uh, appeasement, Santa says Jack and Ryan in the sleigh with him. I don't think this is going to improve things. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's probably not. But at the very least, for Christmas, we get the Decisive Pumpkin, which is one of the best endgame Keyblades. Jack, Sally and Jack have a long discussion about presents. Jack's still not quite getting the whole box thing. Finkelstein declares his robot a great success for no real good reason at all. Yep. Hey, it caused mayhem. That's all he needs. Like, it's clearly something that'll get a couple of kids off his back, so. <laughs> or, or his actual goal is it for to kill them, and he just knows that's a matter of time. Yeah, perhaps. Don Goofy continues to soar over his feelings. I have in my notes, wow, a lot of these stories end with characters not quite fucking. <laughs> All right, then. One of them's a skeleton. One of them's some sort of animate ragdoll. I, I really don't want to talk the, the logistics of that because we're not that type of podcast. I also have in my notes that Sora imagines a younger version of Kyrie rather than aging up the Kyrie in his brain, which is a bit creepy. I don't know. Is it that easy to imagine someone a few years older where if you haven't seen them? Also, they're they're just reusing old pictures. Well, I mean, is I, I don't think it's reusing old pictures. I think it's like just like he's imagining Kyrie in his head, in his mind palace. But he hasn't met Kyrie yet. You're right. The hazy thing on the back of the map is a lot clearer and it's fucking huge. Let's let's go over to Lion Land. Yep. Yep. Back in oh, the Lion yeah. Lands, the Pride Lands. Yep. Like we we get in the savannah where the hyenas are just fucking pissed that we screwed them out of their meal ticket. Yeah. They're, they're not even violent. They're just kind of sitting and sulking. It's like, oh, fuck off, you two, you three. Yep. But when we mention Simba, they just get laughing. Yeah. It's like it's 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 even like they have to copy the old thing. It's like every time I hear that name, but this time it's they laugh at it. So they go through the whole the whole thing there. They're calling him the wishy washy king. Yep. So because I never saw the uh, direct to video sequel to The Lion King, I always thought that this was like. This next plot segment was what that was about, but apparently I'm completely wrong. No, um, Lion King 2, while Lion King 1 is Hamlet, Lion King 2 is kind of Romeo and Juliet with less suicide. It definitely didn't have a million scar ghosts running around. Yep. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Because that's what's happening. 
Simba being feckless and indecisive. There's a bunch of scar ghosts going around. Those two things are clearly related. We should check in on that guy. It's just like you're just walking along. There's just this, these evil lion ghosts everywhere. This this just continues my unnecessary theory about Scar being the most dangerous villain Kingdom Hearts 2 is offering. He, yeah. He's just have endless power. Yeah. He's so evil. He just gets a straight up ghost, not even a heartless. Multiple. <laughs> yeah. Multiple ghosts. Random lionesses at Pride Rock will criticize Simba for not being his dad, but also not for yeah. doing anything, which is actually worth criticizing. Yes. It's a, it is kind of funny. The lioness is almost accidentally discussing the problem with hereditary rule, how just being the son of the king doesn't make you ready. You're so close, people. Depose your leaders. Lionesses yeah. outnumber the males. Take over. Let's yes. Let's get a straight up uh, feline French Revolution going. That's it. Introduce the democracy to the lions. Let's go. <laughs> no, it's, it's a lionocracy. I saw her. So go into the king's den and Simba's like, oh, hey, guys. Give him a quick pep top and he's back up on his feet for five seconds. Yep. And Nala gives us the first acknowledgement that someone actually has fucked in this game just off screen. Oh, no, because yeah, she actually flat out mentions we have a daughter because we're going to have Lion King 2 soon. And then Rafiki has a bunch of lore to dump on us about ghosts. Does he finally talk? Yeah, he does. Rafiki's talked. I feel like in the entire first thing, we almost never saw him talk. I mean, just the Simba. Mm hmm. So what he tells us is that the ghost is a mixture of Scar's heart and Simba's indecisive heart. So basically, we're, we're talking onslaught here, if anyone gets that. No, I do not get that. I do not, unfortunately. Uh, X-Men, Marvel, uh, Xavier rips out Magneto's brain and his power and Magneto's brain combine to make onslaught the super 90s villain. I don't think Marvel is part of the Kingdom Hearts universe yet. Yet. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh. Isn't Big Hero 6 in, in Kingdom Hearts? Shit! <laughs> that's a Marvel property originally. Yes. Anyway, Goofy points out that that's kind of like a Heartless, but weird. Goofy's still the one. He, I swear, Goofy's the one in the D&D campaign taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> Sora's making dice towers and Donald's trying to min-max his character. Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> yep. So Rafiki says Simba isn't ready to be king, probably. In his head, he's ready to try. What about his heart? And Simba's just fed up. He's in the give up and run away plan. Totally should have made Sora the king. No, no. The monkey made his decision. It can't be done. Yeah. <laughs> also, maybe again, lionocracy. Just saying. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You make Sora the king and then he goes away. And now basically you run a democracy with the king in absentia. Hey, now we're getting the Monty Python. What? I never voted for a king. I am fascinated by the idea of lion parliaments. <laughs> As we move across the savanna now, uh, scar ghosts are going to harass us. It's kind of scary, actually. Do have a particular atmosphere. Yeah. In terms of gameplay, it's like, oh, shit, there's a thing I can't kill that's chasing me. Is this Resident Evil 3? We got to fight some hyenas in the elephant graveyard. I don't even know if we fight them. We have to chase them like hell throughout that zone. Yeah, they they barely attack us. We, they just run away from us. You have to do some good old lion drifting here. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of lion drifting in this fight. It's kind of fun. And I really can't blame the hyenas, but they're just being lazy dicks here. Mm -hmm. Well, isn't their natural state being lazy dicks? That seems to be what they do when they're not being put to work by a villain like Scar. Yep. They're natural henchmen. So they, so they say, oh, right. That's the ghost that hangs around Frady cats. And then it shows up. Huh. Must be a Frady cat. That just breaks Simba. Back at Pride Rock, Simba has fucked off to the Oasis. 
we chase him over to the oasis to go retrieve him. Yeah, yep. Simba has a beam back to get like the, the ghost continues to harass Simba. Just kind of just random scenes of it. Yep. So once we make it there, we find him. Sora, Donald, and Goofy troll him to try and get him out of his funk, which is a great idea, guys. Yeah. Basically, the scar ghost is sitting there quietly, being obediently helpful here, while Sora, Donald, and Goofy basically plays film dub. Yep. <laughs> this king sucks. It's so poorly done, guys. Why are you doing this? They don't want to be within pause reaches Simba when they mock him, I guess, because he jumps the ghost. I have in my notes, Simba implies Mufasa didn't have any friends. What the fuck? He was the lonely king. Also, I just have weird perceptions of my dad. So the line that Simba has is, you know, I'm really lucky to have friends who stand by me and help me see clearly. My father wasn't so fortunate, which... What the fuck? <laughs> it keeps going. He talks about how you're all my friends. Sword Down, Goofy, Pumba, Timon, Rafiki, barely mentions Nala. This is like all his dad had was Scar. I admit, that kind of sucks. Anyway, all the Scar ghosts appear all around the Pride Lands and then merge into a giant Heartless. I have in my notes, X-Death. And then I respond to himself, no, John, not X-Death. His name is Ground Shaker. I was going to say we, we hit Shadow of the Colossus here. Yeah, yeah, like, this is one of the coolest boss fights in all Kingdom Hearts 2, I think. I don't hate it, but I think it's a little janky to be truly cool. Yeah, I can understand that. It's a little bit janky, but I still really like it because it's just really different. There's a lot of unique mechanics, even if yeah. it's sometimes a little bit annoying. Like I said, yeah, it's fun because you're, you're, you you use different reaction commands to avoid it, to jump on to hit its weak points. But the fact that lion speed still makes it hard to control and he kind of locks on you weird, it, that's where things get a little bit jumpy. It's still just this massive fight that actually uses the savanna, the size of it, as a battle arena. Yeah. And that's really cool. This Heartless is almost as big as the World of Chaos final boss Heartless in one. So, yeah, this is still Scar. Yeah, uh, Scar is terrifying. Most evil villain in the Disney worlds. <laughs> Even though he's kind of just this ambitious, greedy, but lazy guy in the movie. <laughs> anyway, winning gets us Thundaga. I have in my notes... Rafiki suggests that the overarching plot of Kingdom Hearts, the series, is the circle of life, as Sora laments always needing to fight so long as he has the Keyblade. Okay, are we bringing the life stream into this now? Good. Circle of life, the life stream? We could. The philosophy as stated in the original Lion King movie and in, in Final Fantasy are basically identical. Yeah. Yeah, Although you're right. that focuses more on, on the circle of nutrition and, and feeding rather than uh, spirits. What does Rafiki do? Draws their animal forms with his Simba art. Yay! We get memorialized on the wall of a tree or rock. I forget what it is that Rafiki lives in. It's it's in a it's in a monkey's hut. It's going to be surrounded by some horrible things. Yep, and smells. Yes, but it's the history of the kingdom. Yep, the history of the kingdom that now includes a very strange good boy lion, shield tortoise, shield, shield tortoise dog, shield dordle, shield dordle, shield dordle, and whatever the fuck Donald was. Pelican thingy. Pelican thingy. That's right. Quack, do- quack goal. <laughs> quack goal. There we go. <laughs> well, that's it. We're done with here. We're going to howl bash here. We're going to hang out with Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. And Tron. And Tron. We got to finish up Space Paranoids. Who's more important here? Probably Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah. Well, well as soon as we get in, the security system tries to attack us. That's great. Yep. Yeah. Beta Heartless from Space Paranoids are shooting out of the security system. So Cool. As we're walking along, though, I have in my notes, Scrooge has recreated sea salt ice cream, once again proving his connection to Final Fantasy, given how much Final Fantasy S characters like it. I gotta say, recent passing Norm McDonald put that in my head, which once again proves my theory, Germans love David Hasselhoff. 
I know, weak reference, but the way you say it makes you think of that. Well, let's go to Merlin's house and see what horror he's unleashed. Yeah, Sid is practicing his speed typing. We have a flashback where Leon gets back to the computer room to discover the master control program is a front runner in 3D printing tech. Well, it's 2005. He's guy ahead of it more than anyone, and he's creating life with it. What, yeah. You call heartless life? They're data heartless. But are they life? And real hearts? Well, we know from the Kingdom Hearts game that shall not be named that data hearts are very important. This is true. Can you just make one? Yes. Holy this shit. Bad at that then. Shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, one of the new Heartless that's being 3D printed is the Magnum Loader. I can't remember that one. What's it look like? I think it has wheels. It's like a little buggy type Heartless. It's weird. Magnum Loaders are like unicycles with gun turrets on their own. There we go. There we go. There we go. They actually, actually, that may remind me of the one of, of the one. What's the one called in the uh, factory? Uh, it's Magnum Rotor. Oh, yeah. Um, it actually is Magnum Rotor. Wow. Yeah, it's Magnum Rotor. Huh. The, That's kind of it's a, It is literally a Final Fantasy enemy. It's a Heartless. Neat. MCP is stealing for everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, we can talk to the Gullwings to get a new Keyblade. They give us the Gullwing Keyblade, which is one of the best ways to level up to level 99. And they're just mad. They yell at you because Leon didn't have treasure. I, I would love to see that conversation. Yep. But, yeah, they've heard Sora's having a rough time, so they just give him this Keyblade. Yeah, they're going to steal his treasure, but they immediately said, well, I hear you're having a hard time. They're kind of. But Sora also said we're broke. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good move, Sora. Nice deception. Don't let them have your money. We go back to Ansem's study, make it to the computer room. I feel like we just we just missed the calling scene because as soon as you walk into the study, we had swings of sword around ready to hit whoever came in. So I think he was just fed up. <laughs> He doesn't even explain himself, so. Leon helps us out. We get the Sleeping Lion Keyblade. I forget what it does. I think it just might be a combo extender. Mm, I think so. So let's go back into digitizing the computer world for a final trek into Disney stories for this game. Yay! Uh, that's not what I was expecting as the response. You know that's not true. I'm biding my time, John. I'll lull you into a sense of false security. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you do. You always In, have. Inside the computer, we go through the light cycle game to save Tron. And I have in my notes that Sid and Merlin have an old man fight while this is going on. I think it's almost literally one because Sid's calling him old and Merlin's just yelling at him. So it's like, I'm busy. Fortunately, we don't have to do the stupid light cycle minigame again. I know y'all are OK with it, but I'm not. I think it was bad. It wasn't. I did find it frustrating, but it was kind of tedious, I will say. It's very long and the enemies hit too hard on critical mode and you have no way to heal. If I away and, and Merwin also, he knocks Sid flat with a spell right after he finishes his program. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the computer explodes in, in Merwin's house. Ah, good job, guys. So we have to go to the IO tower to help Leon upload the D-Rose program, which mm -hmm. unfortunately the MCP just terminates user control. Yeah. But we did find Tron, at least. Yep, we found Tron. But Aerith is elite hacksaw. And puts a disc in. We all know she's one of the smartest Final Fantasy characters, period. True. Is any Who else would you name that's at her brain level? <laughs> uh, in Final Fantasy? Any Final Fantasy. Come on. Yastola. Uh, there's not many. Because well, most of them have too many hangups. There are some, but there's not many. I mean, she definitely knows a lot more than she should. Let's also, like, back up a bit, because the way she is a elite hacksaw here is she just inserts a computer disc into the system. 
Well, no one else thought to. Though also she applies that stuffing this in your mouth. Don't talk with your mouth full. Yeah. This is quite a trouble. Yeah. Leah was punching the keyboard first. My yeah, yeah. Nobody knows how to use computers except Aerith. That's my proof. All right. So we're going back to the movie pot here. Tron, he communicates not with the user, with the disc, and he gains the, the code needed to destroy the MCP. Like yep. in the it's in, in the movie, it's like Bruce Boxlight and they're both versions talking with each other. It's a very religious experience because Tron's a weird movie. Got it. So, yeah, we go to the solar sailor to go to the MCP's domain. The infinite beam of light in the air. <laughs> we drive the solar sailor. There's a bunch of heartless that we have to fight on it. And at the end of it, we get the explosion skill, which is a really cool finishing move. And I have in my notes, Bakuretsu, Bakuretsu, la, la, la. Uh, Let's not, not do that one. That's not healthy. Yeah. So anyways, now we have to fight MCP and Sark, who are the same voice, because of course they are. Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> that's right. Sark, much like in the movie, goes on like a chump, but they don't they don't plow off the top third of his head like in that. Yep. You believe this movie was not was rated pretty lightly. That's even if it's all computer circuits. That's a bit creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they scalped the guy. Tron gives a friendship speech to the big spinning face, which is part for the course here. It's it's a pretty stupid one. Honestly, it's not even that much of a speech. Like MCP yells at him about how users are pointless. Tron's like. You just don't get it. <laughs> it's it's like a Dr. Evil moment. You just don't get it. <laughs> it's kind of a beautiful, fast speech, my dad. He, he, he crushes the guy just a second by calling him dumb. So the big old face, so the big old face uh, charges up Sark's corpse. Sark gets big. We're facing a big old zombie. Make my monster grow. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um. Yeah, the fight requires a lot of busy work. We, we got to disable Sark so that we can have the time to break down one of the walls to shoot the demons. MCP program surround himself with a bunch of panels, like it's yeah. literally like he's playing like an old Atari little barriers around himself. You have to break first. Yep. And then you what you have to find a gap once you've broken enough, like a stopped gap when he's not spinning them. So you start slamming on the reaction command to do damage to him. Yep. This is a thumb hurdy fight. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not hard. It's just a bit tedious and thumb hurdy and thumb hurdy. It's just a bit of busy work, unfortunately. Is MCP tough time that you have to do at least so many times of like his delete command? I think it's just that the delete command does so much damage to it. And I forget how much. Is it kind of like how the Aztec, you can only do like a third of his health bar and then it would go to the next coin phase? Probably. I think so. I noticed with Kingdom Hearts, it's a bit of a tangent. We're talking general. For some reason, this game, I could really see the phase changes because you could really tell when the health bars would suddenly stop taking damage, even if you were going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the optional bosses are a bit more like organic in their things, but that's also just because their patterns are way faster. But it's not just a pattern. Like I said, you could literally see it. And you could see that you hit the seam and then the game would just wait till you give it an opening. So, yeah, MCP and Sark are derezzed. Yay. No more chess. Yep. Tron cheers and Sora mocks him for cheering. Like I have in my notes that Tron has no one to fuck. So he just hugs Sora, Donald and Goofy instead and jumps into a pit. Ah, you are obsessed with. With this theory, John. Tron is not the internet. He doesn't have porn. Look, all I'm saying is Sora is very much in this teenage puberty phase right now. Okay? The game is doing it, not me. I am not the one noticing this. I am not the pervert. Sora's the pervert. Next you're going to blame his year-long coma for his his hormones not being where he expected them. Good theory. I like it. Oh, God. So anyways, Tron just jumps in the pit. Bye, Tron. Yep, yep. And we go back to Hollow Bastion where all the things have settled down to just the local variety of Heartless. 
which are endlessly there. These people are so calm about living these these heartless towns. I mean, I feel like every world is just like that now. I feel like there it would be way better if there was like a whole organization of Keyblade users that could fight them rather than just this one kid. And, well, clearly we never had that. We have the chosen by the Keyblade. Yeah. <laughs> How many Keyblades have we seen by this point to uh, disprove me? Uh, three, I think. <laughs> Four, I think. Four. As oh. Roxas has two. Oh, no, but Roxas's are Soros. Yeah. <laughs> but it. Yeah, uh, boy. Yeah, so Ron is now complete control of the system. He's apparently ticklish because of keyboard smash. Hey, it's like literally Keith Sword just types it wildly. It has tickles. Ron shows an image of what Hollow Bastion used to look like, and everyone remembers its true name all at once as the Hollow Bastion title card changes to Radiant Garden. Are we assuming that this was like a, some sort of strange shadowy memory thing that blocked them all to like it was shown to them? Uh, I think we've already seen that memories are very mutable in this world. Damn it, nominee. If you change the name of a world, uh, everyone will forget it until you re- everyone remembers the name of the world. And then you get a star keychain and you just remember the new world. Yep. We're also told that a new episode is available there, but that's endgame stuff and we are not going to talk about that. <sighs> so it was a bit of a rush, but I think we got through all the Disney worlds and their strange little second acts. Speed yep. run for Disney worlds at once. Yes. Yep. Definitely just, only plot remaining. Yep. Yep. Did I yep. say that Organization 13 stayed the hell out of the Pride Lands? And I'm sad because I want to see one of them as a kitty. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, that would be cool. I want to see a nobody kitty. Yeah, there's no nobodies there all, are there? Oh, my gosh. I, did we just go to Pride Lands for the fuck of it? <laughs> well, luckily we were there because Simba was fucking everything up. So, yeah, definitely only one plot remaining. Yep. Yep. Nothing else. Just plot. John. John, look at me. No, I can't look at you. We're on different sides of the country. Damn it. <laughs> but you know you're only delaying the inevitable. The hearts are gathering together. The, the locations are narrowing. The time is approaching. Yep, that's right. Next time we're going to the final part of the story, it's going to be a big one. <laughs> I can wait as long as I need, John. No, you can't. You need to do the outro. Oh, yes, right. You escape for now. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. No, you're John, and I'm Jared. And I'm Matt. And remember, a good story is best enjoyed with friends. Thank you for listening to Backlog Dialogues. If you're enjoying our deep dives and discussions, be sure to leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. If you're really enjoying our deep dives and discussions, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash backlogdialogues. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find our archives at backlogdialogues.com. Special thanks to Eli for our theme song. Kingdom Hearts and all associated trademarks are the property of Disney and Square Enix. Please support the official release. By the way, sidebar, because it did come up in the last season, I have done the research now, and Gilbert Gottfried can in fact turn that voice off. It is incredibly disconcerting. I do not recommend looking it up. By the way, there can't be there can't be a lie in Parliament. The lion represents the king, and the king can't enter Parliament. Are you saying that the hyenas are related to the minions? No, I was oh! thinking. I, absolutely, I, re- I reject that. I reject, I reject your that reality. And I refute you. 
I refute you and I will find <laughs> evidence to refute you. That's that means I have to prove you wrong and I will. <laughs> I knew I could get a groan out of that one. The hyenas are more competent for one. <laughs> That's sad. I have in my notes that Rafiki suggests the overarching part plot of Kingdom Hearts is the series. Uh, let me start that over. I have in my notes Rafisi. Wow, I was about to say Rafisi's. Yep. <laughs> I know. I know you, the guy gets annoying, but. <laughs> <laughs>